for the listeners' benefit, I was told quarter to four. It's I've been here since uh, fifteen forty-three. It's now fifteen forty-four. Recording's been changed. Uh, I think it's about three times now. Uh, I didn't change any of them. Could be doing other things. Could be vacuuming. Could be going for a walk. Haven't been for a walk today. Could be going for a walk. Oh, it's boring. Heaven forfend that I would think that waiting for Darren was boring. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, a conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Dungeon. 1548. Probably watching the football or the tennis. Oh, uh, has entered the waiting room. I really don't want to, uh, oh, it was just, you know, I've had to wait five minutes and now I'm just being given a self-promotion of his passion for the planet. See you in August. Good luck, meanwhile. So presumably we're not doing anything because he's in Gateshead. And I've just had the uh, poster left for me. Poorly designed poster. He did ask me advice on it and didn't took any of the suggestions I made. There was a bit of shadowy movement. Uh, and it's been turned around and now it says, only joking, watching footy, oh, I was right. Back in July. Good luck, meanwhile, see you soon. P.S. Don't forget to feed the fish. I actually feel like just terminating this. Now I'm 15.50, that's five minutes late. We still haven't started. All right, my lumpish, tardy, gated pig nut. I've been here for nearly 10 minutes. Your point is? That you're late. I know, but um, as you're on time these days, I thought I'd give you a bit of a taste of your own medicine because now, as you're on your probation period, I presume you uh, made a point of being on time. That's the second time you've done that, so that's not very original, is it? That's the first time you've been on your probation period and I've done it. Oh, yeah, probation period. Yeah, it's just annoying, isn't it? What, people being late? At least whenever I'm late, you get messages saying... I'm going to be late, and then apologies for being late. You'll never actually be here with me being late without being told before I'm not going to be late. A really passive-aggressive thing that millennials... It's not, not passive-aggressive. Which is like, you go, oh, I'm running a bit late, and then you send another holding one saying, I'll just be five minutes, which stretches to ten. And it's like, so basically, it's like you spend so much time communicating about your lateness that you make yourself even later. Really? What? Why have you got little red things coming out from under your T-shirt sleeves? Is it like a magician's trick, but not very well hidden? What is it that I'm looking at? Oh, I thought you were going to complain about my T-shirt. I thought you were going to go, oh, you wore that T-shirt before. I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. So I prepped and put a second T-shirt on because I thought you would complain. When have I ever been known to complain on this podcast or any other podcast that I'm related to? Isn't your other podcast just complaining? observations so what's under the t-shirt then what's the t-shirt under the t-shirt i'm not i don't care if you don't want to show me it doesn't make my life any different um, england football top 
So you've gone from an England football T-shirt to an England football T-shirt and it's got his name on the back. I think I prefer the other T-shirt on. Could you put the other T-shirt on there? No, I'm joking. Just, no, I don't want to see where he clothes on. Oh, for goodness sake, he's taken off and got a third one on. It's an armless one, so he looks manly in it. It's another England T-shirt without sleeves. Be listeners will just be, you know, turning off in their droves. So, have you been doing anything apart from laying around? Really? Just laying around? Like, just been in stasis. Been like in a science fiction film. I've been in a cryogenic frozen chamber. How's your two weeks been? It's been quite busy, actually, because I'm on probation. So I've been doing a lot of preparation. I'm so excited for it. Let me, let me guess, it's all in the second half of the episode. <laughs> actually, it is, yeah. It's funny you should say that. Okay, so what, what point's the second half? Uh, it's just after the end of the first half. When does that happen? Around about uh, sometime after the middle of the first half. How do we know when we've got there? Uh, I will cue you. Well, I might cue myself, actually. Okay. With a we go. Okay. I'm hoping I might learn a few more technical words when I go on uh, Deborah McFitty's... Uh, I can't even say her name. Deborah Von McFlitty's technical refreshment course. I might learn more vocabulary than go. You mean Deborah Von McFitty? Yeah, I said that. Deborah Von McFitty. <laughs> You just deliberately named her as difficult as possible for me to say, didn't you? Name her? What a ridiculous thing to say. Deborah von McFitty. Yes, you said flitty the first time. Uh, I always say flitty because she's got a flitty sound in her voice. She's like a little butterfly. Nice. She quite is. A, it's quite a delicate voice. So delicate. <laughs> so how's your two weeks been? Uh, I don't know, really. It's been all right. What have I been doing? Indeed. I've been doing a lot of preparation for the podcast because I'm on probation. All right. Um, I don't know, actually. But it's been all right. It's going to be an interesting podcast then, isn't it? Two mates meeting to talk about their experiences during pandemics that one of them can't remember what their experiences are. Oh, well, I've been, I was busy editing the last one. So actually, I spent two weeks doing uh, lots of things. So I basically, I've been listening to your voice and editing the last recording. Uh, I've been preparing for you for this recording. And I've been doing all the other work that you've dumped me with as well. So I've actually spent two weeks completely working for you. Sounds like my favourite sort of friendship. I do want to say thank you. For? Be because you were quite kind, actually, which is unusual. <laughs> Connected with what? Well, because you knew that um, I've been busy doing nothing and, that end of, and then I'm just going to get even busier doing even less mm -hmm. and and so actually what you offered which was really lovely was for me to come uh and have a room on Muswell Hill Mary in August <laughs> which I think was was really kind of you well sadly that's booked up now uh, I never would have come anyway because that would have meant being in, in a closed space with <laughs> you your partner and the maid and whoever else you'd invited Glitter the glitterati of Muswell Hill you wouldn't have enjoyed it I wouldn't have I would have felt very out of place actors uh therapists <laughs> that, that's the sort of guest list where are you taking the boat i'm not taking the boat anywhere we're going on holiday we've booked a cottage in wales how how do i have a boat if i live in muswell hill which is completely landlocked 
But you don't keep it in Muswell Hill, do you? The staff, the staff go and get it for you. Is it Catherine's dock? I think it's in, isn't it? There is no boat. You're being very negative today. There's nothing wrong. There's no boats. Wrong with having a boat. You just need to own your privilege. Don't be ashamed of it. No, you offered me to go cottaging. That's entirely. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, as much as I love you, I'm not comfortable with that. Because especially as I've seen you sticking your hand down your trousers when you're licking the lips thing, I'm not sure I'd I'd feel it would be okay being I don't I don't know where do you cottage? Well, no, don't answer that question. I'm not wherever you cottage. I wouldn't be comfortable standing with you with your hands down your trousers with you doing that licking the lips thing, or with you doing your pretend origami to attract anybody. Both of those ideas are a little bit too seedy for my liking. And the fact that I smell. That sounds like an insult that I've said about you, but I can't remember saying. Yeah, it was uh, I was compared to the person in the office that smells that people avoided. Many, many episodes again. Was it episode uh, episode seven? It was in the, the first half of episode seven. I think this is a, 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 a maturation, a turning point in our relationship. This is a first. It's the first time you've ever remembered something from a podcast. <laughs> I wonder what this means about our ever developing, decreasing relationship. I told you I'm having to, I'm on probation. What do you expect? Okay, so you're working really hard. Lots of my friends are very upset about the fact I've been put on probation. When you say a lot of your friends. I'm moving because I've got to open the window. Mincy mints, 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 How long does it take to open a window? Mincy mints, mincy mints, mincy mints, quite a long time, it seems. Mincy mints, mincy mints. I'm really hot and the neighbours are talking. But if I move into the living room, it's going to get all echoey. Bear with me. So Stephen is taking us to a different room in the in the mansion. He's walking down the long corridors. Um, oh, he's just he's unlocking the door now. Big old key. Um, we're in a rubber room. Uh, I think it's rubber. The walls are very shiny. Look like they could be wiped clean. Um, there's uh, some things hanging from the ceiling. Look a bit like, I don't know, you could put somebody's arms in them or somebody's legs in them. Um, yeah, and then in the corner there's, uh, oh, I guess Stephen, um, uh, I guess this might be Stephen's fancy dress room because there's lots of paraphernalia, like as if you were a policeman there's, and there's a whip. I guess that's not very policey. Um, now he's speaking, but he's on mute. This is my favourite sort of podcast. I think uh, I think because it's a dungeon, uh, the reception, the internet maybe doesn't work very well. Or maybe it's because the walls are padded, I'm not sure. It's fine. Oh, did the listeners get a full description of the mansion as I moved from one room to another? Yes. In my and small Muswell Hill flat. Don't need to... Dis- well, I don't understand what this disowning your privilege is all about. It's okay to have a boat. You earned, earned, well, I mean, you didn't earn it, you inherited it, but some people would claim that that's okay. Uh, 
let's pretend it is. Inherited it from whom? I don't know. I've not seen your family legacy, have I? <laughs> I've got my water now. Dear, do you want a mince? So I can get it. Mince, 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 mince. Red is a very funny colour for walls, I think. Like, if you were going to do white, a white, clean room, why would you choose red? Although I guess you can see where the mess is. And maybe black feels a bit gloomy. Although it is a dungeon. A dungeon. Adam? I'm just describing your dungeon room that you've taken us into. And I was saying that red is a very strange choice of colour for white, clean walls. <laughs> I'm wondering why you chose red. And then like, the only thing I could come to think of, and then you came back, was because obviously you can see where the mess is on the walls. But then that would be true of most wipey clean colours, really. Why red? It's fiery, isn't it? Fiery dungeon colour. Ah, and because you're hot, obviously. I get it. Nice. And I've just got the joke of me being hot was because I was hot last week and had to move and had to open the window. You've just got that now, have you? You literally just... <laughs> How many times have you listened to that episode? So the, thing is, the thing is, at least I'm not ashamed of my own ignorance and I will freely admit it. No, but what's a shame about you not being ashamed of your own ignorance is that you don't, because you're never ashamed of it, you don't do any personal growth and development. Whereas if you had a bit more shame about it, it might encourage you to do some change. What sort of change? Well, to be better, to be different. What, more like you? Well, I mean, that's an example of better and different. You see, I've left my preparation in the other room now. There's actually a dog bowl in the corner of the room as well. Um, and next to that, something... I'm trying to see what it is. I can't really see from here. kind of looks like a white square of kind of cloth um, with a big safety pin next to it. Um, and it's folded half into like a triangular thing. Yeah, with a huge safety pin, like a comedy safety pin. Um, and then there's some furry ears next to the dog bowl. Yeah, I don't know, it's a bit, it's a very strange room. Um, and then there's a hole in the wall. <laughs> You're having a field day today, aren't you? What's the hole in the wall for? There is no hole in that wall. It's about the size of a fist. It's, it's, it's a glorious hole. I want to know what the dog bowl is for. Dog bowl? Right in the corner of the room, next to the furry ears. Next to the riding crop, next to the police uniform. It's for the dog. She's shy of cameras. The riding crop is for the horse. What horse? Well, we've got a dog and a horse, obviously, otherwise there wouldn't be a riding crop and a dog bowl. What about the police uniform? I did have a policeman around here once because I got mugged and they came round and uh, I realised after he'd gone that it was like July and we hadn't taken the Christmas cards down and they were still all up as he was interviewing me in the front room. Well, when I, when I came to your flat, the Christmas cards were still up. Yeah, they probably were. <laughs> yeah, they were. No, probably, they were. And that was, like, that was last October. So they're, But they're not up now. Oh, wow, you've taken them down. Yeah, but the Christmas decorations are still in the hallway. Right. You've done some, is this your way of telling us you've done some cleaning? I've done so much cleaning. I have, I've done loads and loads of cleaning. 
I know so, you much, so much cleaning now, I realise the whole flat needs redecorated. Well, I could have told you that without you cleaning it. I'm still hot. Is it? I thought it was quite cool today, but it's is it is it warm today? <sighs> oh, for goodness sake. So Darren's now taken off the fourth T-shirt. He must be absolutely boiling. And it's got a big rainbow heart on it with sort of EU stars all around it. Yeah. So it's a pro-Europe LGBTQ plus T-shirt. That's the labels that you want to give it? Yeah. No, um, I'm not giving it. I'm asking you a question and you say yes or no. And if I'm wrong, you give me the correct answer. I might just describe it as a T-shirt of love. Oh, it's a T-shirt of love. Oh, is that where you base the design of, of your passion for the planet? Yeah. Um, the image is the world with somebody painting hearts around it. So the world being um, a planet in the universe. What you're, You've inverted that. You've got that idea from your T-shirt. You've inverted the idea, which is a heart with stars around it. So not quite Earth's planets around it, but just universal stars around it. It's very clever. Yeah. So you've adapt, what you've done is you've adapted the design of that T-shirt that someone else has done as an original, their own original idea thought. You've taken someone else's own original idea thought and you've adapted it for your own purposes. Yeah, I'm learning from the master. Thank you. So it's an honour and a privilege and an education. Stephen Timpson, thank you. Going on from that, I just want the listeners to appreciate some of the things that you've been doing. We had a telephone call the other day. Phone calls, I think, put that in the plot because apparently your phone isn't working. I fixed it now. So because you just kept disappearing, um, I said, leave me a WhatsApp message. I wasn't doing anything at the time of all these phone calls. I was very chilled and relaxed. Uh, this is the WhatsApp message I got. So that was uh, eight seconds of absolute nothing. Racist. Uh, what do you mean racist? That's you. Eight seconds of nothing, was it? It was clearly finish. Eight seconds of nothing. And this is what I'm having to work with. And then I get into trouble because I don't do what I'm supposed to do when that's my instructions. Really? It says Moika Rakistan Sunua. And translated from the Finnish, which of course I'm fluent in. Well, if you don't know, then you don't deserve to know. Would you like to speak some more Finnish? Nope. <laughs> so you left me a message uh, in Finnish, knowing that I don't understand Finnish, because obviously you're just trying to destroy me. Fortunately, I've got a dungeon I can go into and uh, get, in, get into the right destructive place, and then I can emerge again stronger. Is there a colour more boring than grey? Because obviously there was Christian grey. So I'm wondering what people call you when they come to your dungeon. Apart from mistress. I'm wondering... Why would they call me mistress? Well, mistress, like, like I say, mistress grey, but obviously whatever's duller than grey. So can you translate the Finnish and that message? What did it say? not telling you. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Because as I commented, uh, listeners, Darren has given me the job of basically getting all the publicity for his uh, production. So when I fail to do that and nobody turns up to it, yet again, I can be accused of destroying his theatre company. If you do your job well enough, that won't happen and you won't have to mess it up again. So can you do what you did last time, but better? One of my favourite pieces of direction ever. 
What did I do last time? Well, like when you were technically supporting the show and you did it badly. Yeah, I noticed I've never been asked since. No. Well noticed. Uh, it's, no, it's just because you've been banned from ever working with us ever again. There was a, a vote. The, uh, we took it to the advisory board. It was at the last meeting that you didn't tell me that was happening and I didn't turn up to it and then got the blame for not taking the minutes because I wasn't there because no one told me. Yeah, that's the one where we voted you out. <laughs> that's the second half of the podcast died yet. No, not yet. Well, you let me know when. We're still in the first half of the podcast. Have you got a, a caravan yet? Yeah, I thought you knew the caravan story. You didn't, not- you didn't bother telling me that. So I'm still, still asking all my friends frantically. You not know the caravan story? No, I've been asking the next door neighbour, actually, just this morning, if she knew anybody up there that had it, because she's from around there. Well, it's funny that you should say that. Wasting my time. Yeah. So tell me the caravan story. It's not for the podcast, but... No, I'm not going to put it in the podcast. No one cares. Me the caravan story. The caravan story. Me the caravan story. The caravan story. Me the caravan story. The caravan story. Repeat ad nauseum. You get the idea. So I found a caravan for up north in South London. Right, so I'm just going to go uh, to my neighbours now and say really sorry for bothering you with that because obviously they're ringing around lots of people at the moment trying to find one for you. I think you could be a little bit more celebratory. Well, that's lovely, actually. It's lovely that you're bonding with old people. So, you know, obviously working with me. I thought we could apply for some like in- some funding to do like an intergenerational project you and I did you yeah like because Deborah from McFitty's inspired me and then one of the projects that I'm working on is part of the Gateshead thing that's um younger people talking to older people and we got some money for that so I don't see why we couldn't apply for some funding for this podcast what me talking to you well yeah older people talking to younger people absolutely you know you're telling me about you know you all of the things that you know all of the great stories you've told me about the war Have you frozen or are you being silly? Just so we're clear, I'm not frozen. I'm just trying really hard to think about all of the great stories that you told me. Just give me a second. What about the story where I fell over? Because that's an old people story. You know, you go out, you fall over, fall over twice. Do you you remember that story? Yeah, three times, actually. Three times you fell over. It was, it was, yeah. Do you remember it or have I just jogged your memory? Well, one great story. Oh, one great story. Oh, so that the falling over wasn't a great story. A great story, although it was funny. The fact that the ambulance men and women laughed at you, my favourite part. What about the story of the cupboard falling down? One of my favourite stories. Because of the dust. Yeah, one of my favourite stories. How about the stories about you upsetting me at various times? Because there's lots of those stories, aren't there? Yeah, but because there's so many of them, I don't think they constitute great, although, of course, they're all great. But I think they were. Gi- I think that's their given stories rather than great stories. Are we in the second half of the podcast yet? I think we might segue. It's the second half. So, part, can you just remind the listeners of what the things I had to do were for my probation? So you had to do better listening, do better speaking. You had to provide some content. You had to turn up on time. You had to stop lying, like the uh, mirrors and the waterbed. Uh, so you're going to start doing some true speaking. You had to do better speaking. You had to do better all round. I thought that one was a bit ambitious, although you had been round, got more rounded during pandemic. You had to take the technical refreshment course and you had to have a podcast masterclass with me. 
Right, so you basically, you've sent through the podcast masterclass details. So I, I just thought I'd share that with the audience so that the listeners, so they know what, what we're going to be doing together. So this is, uh, this came through the post, listeners, uh, yesterday morning, um, special delivery. Uh, I had to sign for it. Um, <clears throat> podcast masterclass with Darren Cheek. Online training hosted by Darren Cheek to educate and equip you to overcome your basic flaws as a podcaster. Learn from award-winning podcaster, Darren Cheek. What do you want your outcomes to be from this course? Please choose from the following. A, plan your podcast for success by picking and creating engaging art. B, discover your unique skills, if you have any at all, so you can communicate because obviously it's not been working for you so far, otherwise you wouldn't be on this course. Six, overcome fatigue, hysteria, and lateness, so you will sound your best. The course is limited to any one person who lives in Muswell Hill. You will not be allowed to ask any questions during the training. There will not be a dedicated Q&A session afterwards. If you aren't satisfied, complaints will be received and your trainer, Darren, would like to respond to them. All this for the amazing all-inclusive price of £499. If you quote, just give me a second, you will receive a stunning 10% discount. Applies to the under 50s only, no refunds. Darren is waiting, what have you got to lose? Previous trainees have said, Darren is classily masterful with his bare hands. Deborah V. McF. Darren is my top of the tips. Jesse C. I couldn't understand a word he said. Mrs. P. I wish Darren was my brother. Nicholas H. Darren is alive? Darren's M. It all started when Darren offered me a drink. Now look at me. Rita HR. I lost everything. Arnold H. So there we go. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to really acknowledge and appreciate the fact that you've taken some of our podcast space to, to advertise the course and then and then present it in a tongue-in-cheek way as if you'd written a piece of art that wasn't actually the advert for my course. I don't quite understand why you did that. And then I don't quite understand why you made the quotes up at the end. Obviously, you've handed out feedback forms. There's no Q&A but you have handed out feedback forms to past clients. Uh, they filled it in and you've obviously edited in your own way what they've written. Uh, and obviously for legal reasons, you've managed to cover yourself. You've probably talked to your lawyer and, and you've put those onto your, well, when you say website, I've never seen the website, but that's what came through in the post. Really importantly, uh, just to be clear, really important, the, the discounts, that date's passed now. Well, it's for the end of 50s, so it doesn't apply to me anyway. No, but I mean, just for listeners, because obviously you, this course now is going to be kind of overwhelmed with inquiries. Oh, so it's a straight £499 for everybody. That's fat. That's what? Plus fat. Oh, plus fat. Right, it's, in, it's in the small print. If you look down below, it's in the small print. Oh, the small print was going to come next week. Right. <laughs> we, are, 
We'll look forward to the small print in the second half of next week's episode with Stephen Thompson as he reads out another leaflet from another course. Uh, would you like a sex fact? Oh, yeah, I'd love one. Give me a second. Cooler. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. Vaginas clean themselves so you don't need to have a douche. I actually think that's true. We've never had an untrue sex fact. Thinking aloud, that's all. Oh, well, it's quite, a, it's quite a controversial statement, isn't it? People initially might hear that and think, that's not true. I don't know that it is, if you know anything about biology or physiology or whatever, whatever. Because vulnerable, vulnerable people fall for things. That's true. And that's why you need a sexy cast trolley. Uh, the vagina. What's the, what's the connection? You fall over. Because you're vulnerable, that's why you need it. Oh. You fall for things because you're old and vulnerable. You need a sexy gas trolley. Keep taking the calcium. Shall we hear from Jesse? Why not? That's my favourite response you've ever done to a suggestion of mine. Do do just do that again. Why not? I love that. It almost felt genuine. It wasn't. No, I know it wasn't, but it almost felt genuine. Like that was, again, a turning point in our podcast relationship where something you did almost felt genuine. According to neuroscientist Dr. Lisa Moscone, one small glass of red wine daily is beneficial for women's health. That's lovely to know, isn't it? What's beneficial for men's health? Providing women with a glass of red wine. Oh, right, okay. And being better people. Very good. Should we hear from Mrs Plover? Do we have to? Hello. Hello, boys. This is Mrs Plover. Now, I thought as we'd become quite familiar with one another, we might... Well, we might go on first name terms. I'd like to tell you what my name is. It's Phoebe. Yes, that's right. Phoebe Plover. Phoebes for short. They call me that at the greeting group. Now, I did listen to the poems. Poems? I have to say, I'm rather concerned about Stephen. He does sound very depressed. Bit of a lost soul, I'd say. Um, all this pursuing? What is he pursuing? I'm not sure he really understands poetry. I mean, it's not a confessional space. I mean, you know, you go to one of those, um, what do you call them? Thingamabobs. Psychologies. No, no, no. Therapies. Therapists. Therapists. That's it. Go to one of those, dear. Much better. Keep the sacred world of poetry nice and fresh. However, Sharon. Sharon's got some real potential. Yes, nice wings flying around, fluttering things, bright wings. Yes, nice sense of colour as well. Yes, I think that one might do. Might might just do for school assembly. Anyway, Phoebe Plover signing out. Um, got lots to do. The reading group book I should mention. It's very long. Middle March. Have you ever read your Middle March? Mm. Anyway, lovely to speak. Must go. Tally ho. Just a quick P.S. to say. Um, I think I was a little hard on Stephen, wasn't I? Um, poor thing. Um, yes. So I think what I'll do is I'll give. I'll give um, Sharon the third prize, third prize, and and Stephen um, second runner up. You know, just just for, just for good, just for good, just for goodwill. Um, anyway, and um, darlings, you know, next time try to get the meter right, get get some meter in. I do find a bit of meter helps helps with the meaning. Anyway, tally ho. I didn't understand a word of what she said. Well, she said basically 
She's called Phoebe. She's feeling intimate. Why is a primary school teacher giving her first name out? I'm not comfortable with this. As somebody that's spent weeks writing safeguarding policies and doing risk assessments, I'm not comfortable with the, the strange twist in fate that this podcast is now taking, where a drunken primary school teacher is giving her first name out anonymously, publicly. Basically, you've got a primary school teacher drinking too much PIMS, cavorting with young men, and, and now being irresponsible and uncontained and unbound with, with her personal details. She's obviously feeling, she's obviously heard you saying that you don't feel, you feel disconnected uh, emotionally uh, when you're doing this podcast. She's feeling intimate with you. She's trying to bond with you emotionally uh, to make up for ob the obvious lack of emotional bonding that you get with me. And she's given you her first name, which is Phoebe. But she can fuck off. She gave me third place. Oh, you understood that bit, did you? Yeah. Yeah, you got third place because I got the pity vote for second place. So you're including yourself in this. I think you're misunderstanding. I got third place. What's happening here is you're still talking about yourself, which nobody here is concerned about. All we're bothered about is that I got third place. You'll have to take it up with Mrs Plover. Tell you what, I'm going to. So she's let you down twice now. She's put you in third place and she hasn't sent you a box of words. Do you know how long I spent my pigeon poem? Do you know how long it took me to write about pigeons? Two minutes. I don't know if you're aware, I'm busy doing nothing at the moment. Less than two minutes I gave that. It helps your counting. Yeah, it did help my counting. Beds of Devon, beds of Devon, sleep for now and evermore. Sleep for now and evermore. Anyway, better Devon. Uh, shops open. Uh, Brendan and the team are having a great time. They're doing good business. Everyone's shopping happily and safely. They want you down there. Get yourself down to Cockington High Street. Um, obviously, they're still offering uh, the NTSH discount, 20% in the shop, 15% online if you type in NTSH. They're also doing a football special. If you go in there and sing It's Coming Home as loud as you can, you will get... Um, an Alan Shearer duvet cover. Get yourself down to Beds of Devon, Cockington. Um, you know what it's time for? No, Darren. What's it time for? Football with Darren <laughs> Stevie. Uh, Lisa, bang on point. It's a beauty and a privilege having you here. You are amazing. Stephen, you were there. Uh, good. Marvellous. Should we do a promote? Okay, who's tossing? It's clearly you. Tails. I think we, if it's an indulgent gloat, which it clearly is, we can't not talk about Passion for the Planet, which is a beautiful theatrical adventure for all ages with silliness, song, food and music, in and around the grounds of Christchurch in Felling. Stephen is passionate about this project. He's doing so much promotion for this event in his mind. He's doing so much work for this event in his imagination. He's so passionate about this project in the abstract sense that he's not even done anything. But that aside, uh, it's still going to be a success. Join us on a whirlwind tour of drama music 
dance, puppetry, and even food. Basically, what I'm doing is reading from our beautiful leaflet, taking you all the way from the Big Bang through the mysteries of creation to Gateshead 2021. Creativity, destruction, recovery. And what's all this about a fox, a horse, and a chicken walking into a bar? At 23rd of July to the 3rd of August, we're all about the accessibility at Damn Cheap. So there's pay what you can performances. Ticket prices are very low. Of course, there is a signed performance and, of course, an audio described performance. Come to Gateshead. It's a beautiful site-specific promenade piece. Even if you don't live in the Gateshead or Newcastle area, get yourself there anyway. I mean, what else are you doing, listeners? So come, join us. That is my indulgent gloat. Can I go now? Have you got, have you got some laying around to do? So much drilling, so much real welding, so much laying around. Manfully. The best sort of laying is manful laying. Do you do it in the dungeon? Probably. What is it like to live in a body where you're just continually pleased with yourself? Biodegradable cotton buds. <laughs> what every person lives for. And I, for one, certainly wouldn't be able to get through this probation period without biodegradable earbuds. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, the Dungeon episode. Thank you for listening. Are you coming to see it? There was a bit of... No, I can't get... I'm not going to go all the way up to Gateshead just to chomp around a church for five minutes and come all the way home again. Not very loyal, is it? It's a long way. And I don't want to sleep in a field. You know, they have hotels in Newcastle, right? Have you actually got... You know that Newcastle's not Gateshead, don't you? So what's your contingency plan for the collapse of the theatre company? They don't have vaginas in Muswell Hill. Do they not? What do they have? Not, not sure. <laughs> Granola. <laughs> <laughs>